1: to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where once a week we come together for a best of a week in review. We take our interviews that air during our daily show. We put them together in a nice week in review package for you and Give you a little flavor of what the Multimedia Cafe is all about. Well, let me tell you about today's program. I'm very excited for today's program. Shannon Kerfman stops by the program. Professional musician, scouted at the age of 12 in the music industry, signed by Clive Davis at age 13. Once labeled a blues singer, she talks about the differences in the music industry from the venues, the social media, the royalty shares, how that's changed over the years now that she's been doing this for 20-some years. I mean, that's what happens when you get discovered at age 12. I mean, she's out touring internationally. Now, she currently tours with Kid Rock. She's the female lead vocalist, but she has vocal cord surgery coming up during their hiatus. She believes she'll be back healed, ready to go for the August Kid Rock concert tour, which apparently they're going to be kicking off in Minnesota, or that's one of the early shows that she's scheduled to come back for. We also talk about her cancer battle as well. Shannon Kerfman, professional musician on today's program. Very excited. And then Kevin Black with Credence Energy Services. They're growing down in Lex, Texas up in the Bakken and they are hiring, hiring, hiring. So Kevin Black, Credence Energy Service just talks about the booming oil business and how things are growing and how they are needing help. So that's what we got on today's menu here at the Multimedia Cafe. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. Shannon Kerfman, professional musician. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review.
2: On the Monday, I was arrested. So Tuesday, I was tried. Judge found me, beauty, and I'll hold my head and cry.
0: Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts.
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Coming up next, professional musician Shannon Kerfman.
4: Shannon Kerfman.
1: Outstanding. Thank you for joining us here today. Musician Shannon Kerfman. And we grew up in the same hometown, I should say. It wasn't my hometown. My hometown is Minneapolis. And then I moved to Fargo and... Shannon grew up in Fargo and then moved to Minneapolis, so I guess it's kind of a reverse. I'm just processing right now um, as as we're talking, but... Uh, Just for a brief overview, I I didn't realize that you got signed at age 13. I guess I thought you were a little bit older, so it was fun for me to get kind of reconnected a little bit. Just in a very short overview for the listening audience out there, talk a little bit about your career. You're 12 years old. You get recognized. You get scouted. 13 years old, you sign with Clive Davis. So just kind of take over from there and give us an update to where you're at today with uh, the touring of Kid Rock.
4: Uh, Yeah, I started in Fargo, and um, I ended up moving to Minneapolis. Uh, I I was splitting my time, but I had—I was recording an album independently. So this was before I got signed. So it must have been about twelve. During that time, uh, I started writing with a lot of people in Minneapolis. I ended up uh, recording in Minneapolis. You know, things were just kind of pulling that way. You know, the bigger city. I guess the the bigger the music scene, um, the better the studios, you know, all that sort of thing. So I ended up putting out an album independently when I was 12 and I, uh, through sound scan, which, you know, tells, um, you know, it reports how many albums you sold every week. Uh, we, we started doing that because Best Buy and Target had picked up my album um, they're also Minneapolis companies. They believe in a lot of local music. Uh, so, uh, just kind of a byproduct of that was doing sound scan. Um, with doing that, all of the labels in Manhattan and stuff just showed up to (laughs) my gigs. I had a Tuesday night gig at Bunkers in Minneapolis. I love Bunkers. Yeah, it's the best. And, um, you know, these guys started pulling up and fancy cars and fancy suits.
1: And, and how old they you all were A&R guys? you? Were twelve at this time?
4: Yeah, I was twelve.
1: Okay, and thirteen. Then how did how did you meet Clive Davis?
4: Uh, a guy named Pete Ganbarg, um, was the head of A&R for Arista Records, and he had been one who was scouting me and. Um, actually they ended up all offering us deals uh so I I got to pick which was really insane because we weren't you know the our intention of me playing music and I uh, when I say our I mean my parents and I (laughs) um it wasn't to get signed we certainly didn't think that this was going to be some sort of career at least anytime soon um you know, in my head, it was going to be a process of getting through school in Fargo, going to high school, being able to move out, move to Minneapolis, hopefully find someone that would let me, like, rent a room in Uptown and just start grinding, you know, and hope that, uh, you know, coffee shops would let me play and things like that. And Everything just just happened so quickly.
1: Do you um, do you have any family that has music connections that might maybe helped out at all? I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, does your did no. your dad work for a record company or anything like that?
4: No, my dad was a train engineer at Burlington
1: Northern, and oh. my mother worked for the irs <laughs> well now it all makes sense you got the, you got the railroad and the internal revenue system no wonder you're so successful um uh it's, wait does kid rock know that because i don't think he'd let you in his band if he knew the irs connection <laughs> yeah i think
5: my mother's career probably
1: hindered mine <laughs> now would, are you still classified as a blues musician
4: i don't think so
1: um, well you were earlier in your in your career, right? That's how you were kinda of classified as a blues musician, or did am I am I not remembering correctly?
4: No, I really was, and I don't really
1: know why. Okay, I, good. I don't know if I've I mean,
4: I don't really play twelve bar blues songs. Um
1: Do you much. think it was your voice? It was your kind of your raspy Amy Winehouse sounding voice or
4: I think it was that and the fact that I had a guitar. And okay i played lead you know and, um, and you're just
1: so cool looking <laughs> i don't know about that
4: i i think that at that time so many kids were coming out and anyone with a guitar they just made us be blues you know or at least in their heads and those are the festivals we were playing so it wasn't only like johnny lang and kenny wayne shepherd and me but there was also like Je- um Derek Trucks. Derek Trucks is not blues.
1: Shannon Kerfman, i going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. we we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Shannon Kerfman, professional musician. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review.
3: Smoking, I'm with
1: the people that I know.
0: Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I
2: totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts.
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with professional musician Shannon Kerfman.
4: That's also kind of where my heart sits, as well as, uh, you know, I'm a Zeppelin baby. (laughs) I really like uh, that type of classic rock, that time. Um, So, yeah, I... uh, I don't really think any of us were really all that blues, except for Kenny Wayne.
1: Yeah, yet yeah, I, I, for some reason, I like I said, I just remember that's what you were always categorized as, and and you're oh, yeah. kind of like, oh no, I don't think so. And I know that you know people change, times change, but sometimes just labels change too, in in different industries and that sort of thing. So, uh, just a quick plug for your music if somebody is listening right now and they wanted to buy or sample or whatever it might be is, do do you have any websites that you direct people to?
4: Um, iTunes, uh, Amazon music. I have yet to, (laughs) I have yet to try Spotify and things like that, but I know my music's on there because I see residuals. (laughs) I see money from there.
1: Um, You get your, you you get your 30 cents every year from Spotify. Right, right. right. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, Um, that whole Spotify and, and some of these other royalties, CD babies and things, I don't think they're um, mapping out or quite panning out like a lot of people thought they would.
4: Yeah, it, it's been pretty rough. Mm-hmm.
1: It's definitely
4: a time, you know, in the industry um, where people ask me, you know, what what would I tell their, their kid that's in music or that sort of thing. And, and um, the only thing that – I can really say about this business at this point because I feel like we're all sort of lost this last year's Easter egg is to diversify, just diversify and and be able to cover ground in all sorts of things. Um, one of the things that we're doing at our show at Talk in, in Dilworth is um, I reached out to the high schools in Fargo and I said, listen, I really want to do a cover of the song, Hallelujah, you know, the Leonard Cohen song, um, you know, very famously done by Jeff Buckley. And, um, and I would like someone to play, um, play some sort of string instrument on it. And, uh, we ended up finding this, this kid named Alex, he's 17 years old, and he's going to come and play violin with us. And, um, you know, part of that is, you know, I really wanted to find someone who would, who would really benefit from the experience and um, be able to get on a stage and play with a band as opposed to just playing in high school, which is just fine too. But this is a 17-year-old a, a who wants more from music. Um, and now where his heart is really lying is in singing and in writing. Um, and it's just such a, such a cool thing to, to witness, but that's also how I was. And without people really sticking their necks out like they did for me, especially because of my age, I never would have had the career I've had ever. I just, I I can't even imagine, um, how it would have been had I had to wait another 10 years to be able to follow my passion.
1: I absolutely love when someone can recognize the importance of opportunity and being able yeah. to just to give people who want opportunity, opportunity is amazing because I, you know, this as well as I do, there's a lot of people out there just starving for an opportunity and they would do anything for it. And a lot of times they don't get it. And sometimes opportunities just seem to come to the same people over and over again. And, um, so it's, 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 you also have to,
4: you you have to hustle too. You have to
1: be enough for people to believe in you. You got to create your own opportunity is right. You can, you know, um, Hey, I wanted to ask you about the shows, you know, you're, you normally tour with kid rock. And so you've got, you got an off year going. So you're doing some, some off shows or some side shows. And I want to ask you about your vocal surgery in a second here. But, um, when you do your shows, I want to ask you a couple comments I, I got from past musicians. One is from uh, Matthew Nelson of Matthew and Gunner Nelson. And what he talked about was that ch- we talked about the changing of the media business and social media and just how everything has evolved over the last 15 years, for example. And he said that your song almost has become a commercial for your concert. What do you think of that? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought I, th- I thought he was pretty spot on because, and he was talking about to where you hardly make any money with the songs; you make it at the concerts and the live events, and the merchandise. And then I remember Blind Joe. And you do you know Blind Joe? He's from Fargo. Yeah, he
4: actually
5: opened for me the last time I played there. A okay. Years
1: ago. Um, Blind Joe, he's a good he's a good friend of mine. Um, he actually played at my cancer benefit and. He he's he talked about just the merchandise, you know, it's selling the the keychains with the with the uh, you know the the blind Joe picture on there. Or maybe he talked about maybe getting into canes and same. It was along the same lines that you got to get people to your show because then you can sell the merchandise. And that's kind of what Matthew Nelson was talking about too. Um, you you tour with Kid Rock. You have your own concerts. What just what, what do you make of those two statements by uh, uh, you know your colleagues?
4: Yeah, I find that really interesting. I, you know, I'm really behind the times. I'm not one for YouTube. I'm not one for uh, social media. When you see me posting on social media, it's because I've gotten a plethora of messages from people saying, are you okay? Uh, You know, you haven't posted anything in a while and things like that. And it's like, oh man, you know, I kind of forget people even care um, because I'm not really thinking anyone would want to hear from me anyway, unless it's about a show or something. Um, So that sort of thing comes really unnaturally to me. Uh, It was maybe a month or two ago that I realized that people just go to YouTube and don't even have something in particular that they're searching for. You know, (laughs) they just go and browse. Like, I, you know, just fall down that rabbit hole. I never knew that. I have also never Googled myself that's just never been something that's crossed my mind I mean someone asked me I had a friend here as, that was a comedian that sta- stayed with us for um, about a week and and she's like oh yeah I saw this on you know on Google and when I googled you and I said you, you googled me like why would one do that <laughs> you know my music's my music and kind of the rest is irrelevant and you're
1: you know no one's going on Google to, to look up someone's music i got news um, for you i've had i've had people google me before interviews oh yeah just to yeah. just to decide if they liked my i don't know political view non-political view kids my sure. p- pictures of my kids i don't know i mean it's just kind of like it's weird
5: though right it's it's really a foreign feeling i mean well, at least
1: it is to me I, i'm i'm more afraid to google myself because i don't want to see what i did in the past I'm good i'm good I'm good with what I did. Let's just leave it there i'm I'm just gonna you know it's kinda like one of those things. I got enough mirrors around the house. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to do any more of that introspection on the web. Um, It'd probably bring me right to the dark web. you know that thing that is called but that's 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 interesting though that you're like that to where you've created an environment where it just it doesn't matter. Can I ask you is that is that because of your early fame with somebody like a Clive Davis. And then a continued Asian of that all the way to current with Kid Rock, because I've heard this a lot from a certain echelon of fame where they just don't engage with the social media and even the, the newspapers and a lot of things, because it's just, it's not healthy for them. It's just best to just, you know, what live your life and whatever people are saying, they're saying, do you know what I mean by that?
4: Yeah, I, I do think that um, you know part of of why it feels so weird to me is probably because I was so young uh, when when all this happened at, in, in such a large spectrum. I mean, I did every late night show, I did every morning show, every day show. I mean, it was just insane. You know, it was just we were all over the place, and and uh, and then people. I mean, still to this day there are so many people that come to my shows who really feel like they know everything about me. Um, and I, I, but I think we're, and that's fine. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I, I actually, that actually makes me feel really connected, I guess, to my audience. Um, but there have definitely been a lot of instances where people have crossed the line and, and there's been, you know, restraining orders and things like that. And, uh, and I think that's really made me kind of shut down in a lot of ways, um, with social media and, um, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of come around to it because, you know, like, like that guy said, you know, there really is something to the theory that you're, you know, your single is like a commercial, you know, for, for your live show, um, or for your act. And, uh, you know, but if someone will listen to a song, say they're listening to it on YouTube or or whatever streaming service, another one's going to start right after it. So, but if you don't have anything else out there, they're not going to have anything to listen to.
1: Shannon Kerfman, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. As we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Shannon Kerfman, professional musician. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review.
3: People get out
0: The Davis Refinery. Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts.
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you much for joining us right here. Pulling up a stool and joining us right here at the Multimedia Cafe. A fly just buzzed by and distracted me for a second, so I I broke out of my normal just intro. So I apologize, folks, but thank you for allowing me to process that here on the Multimedia Cafe we can Review. Like I said, you never know who's going to show up or what we're going to talk about. So crazy Jason showed up, and apparently he's using the airwaves here. Well, you, you know, you folks are listening to talk about his quick mistake he made as the fly flew by and caught his attention. So, all right, what day is it? Where are we at? Who's up? Okay, Shannon Kerfman, there we go. Let's get back to the interview with Shannon Kerfman. My name is Jason Spees, and this is Shannon Kerfman right here at the Multimedia Cafe. We can review.
4: You can have anything to listen to. So, you know, keep the commercial going, I guess.
0: I guess, yeah.
4: Um, (laughs) You know, so it's definitely... I've been waiting in the pool, I guess. And and at this point, I know that I need to start uh, posting videos on YouTube and things like that. Um, I have uh, also considered... Just releasing individual songs, just just releasing singles on iTunes and Amazon, uh, as opposed to a full album, um, um, just because of people's, um, you know, people don't really have the patience <laughs> anymore for an album. Um, but I don't know, I, I really have lucked out with my fan base there. uh I think they're more just music fans. They're more roots music fans. They really do want to buy the album. They really want a physical product. They do want the, the ticket to the show and to spread the word and to buy t-shirts and all those things. So you know, one of the things that, it, it takes me a lot of time um, uh, every day, but I do sell my albums and merch on my website. Um, and I sign the albums and personalize them how you want them personalized because I really do respect and appreciate the fact that there are people out there that still enjoy that.
1: How long have you been touring with Kid Rock?
4: I've been touring with Kid for ten years.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's been, and how, how many tours have you gone on? Do you um, offhand? Do you? In the oh, last 10 one years. after another oh I it have has been it,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> okay is, is yeah. this like the first summer you have off or
4: i believe so yeah.
1: okay uh,
4: um i i did happen to get sick too uh three years ago so i uh missed months um just in my recovery and after all my surgeries and that sort of thing hmm. and uh but i'm cancer free again so (laughs) so yeah i I did have an off summer but it wasn't very fun
1: (laughs) i didn't realize you had uh cancer yeah
4: yeah yeah
1: uh which 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 body parts if i may ask
4: i had a very invasive melanoma okay um so yeah it was it was pretty terrible and it was very up in the air for a long time um but yeah, we got through it and definitely changes your perspective and
1: I'm just you know, what I was doing before you called is I'm just finishing the final stages on my book Cancer's a B. Cancer's a B I T C H. Two covers. One for those who can handle words and ones who just want the letter B. And <laughs> right. um, Yeah, and and that's what it is, is a collection of stories of my processing cancer. I was, um, last summer I went in for a colonoscopy and had stage two, possibly stage four cancer and, um, surgery and ended up getting a uh, C diff infection below 150 pounds. And just, it was a quite an ordeal. And so we got the, um, publication coming out hopefully in the next couple of days. That's uh so I didn't realize that about you and how long have you been, uh, sur- I'm, I'm still, I'm not a year yet, so I'm not out of the woods. You know, I got no one more, scan in may and then i've got um my one year anniversary two months after that i guess and then i get my annual colonoscopy to find out but um how, how many years have you been cancer free
4: um, i'm at about three years right now okay I, I i just reached three years yeah i um that's pretty great that you know if you if you're only going to have to go in you know once a year and yeah i i, I you know, I'm not really out of the woods yet either, but... Um,
1: oh, you yeah, never I mean. are. You know what I mean?
4: Right, right, right. Yeah, I. you know, it's it's really... Uh, I, I've actually been following um, the progress of your book.
1: Oh, have Facebook. you really?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it definitely, you know, interests me, and, and it pertains, you know, it, it pertains to my whole family. Um, and,
1: uh. You know, it's, I, I got to tell you to what happened to me yesterday, just a sidebar real quick. I'm not yeah. trying to make the interview about me here, but um, no. yeah, I was um, getting my uh, teeth cleaned. And you know that three to five minutes when the dentist comes in and a- approves what the dental hygienist does and then mm-hmm. leaves? Uh, well, my normal guy was out. And so the guy filling in uh, was a uh, classmate's father that so a guy that I went to elementary school church confirmation and graduated high school with, it was his dad and so he's probably 67 we'll call it and we started talking and of course he knew I had cancer because it was in my chart and everything else and we started talking he just goes you know my wife just got diagnosed two weeks ago when we're heading down to Mayo tomorrow so here I was a 44 year old guy giving advice to my friend's parents because this was the first time cancer had impacted him personally like that because everybody knows somebody who has cancer. But until it impacts your immediate family or your close circle of friends or you, it doesn't impact you. And this was I could see it. This was the first time it really did. And so here he's asking me for advice and that sort of thing. What a weird position to be in in my shoes, you know, and I don't know if that's, if, if you found yourself in that shoes or not, but, um, you know what I mean by that? Oh, I was just for somebody our age, that ain't normal in our age. You're 10 years yeah. younger than me. So. <laughs> yeah. There,
4: yeah. It was, um, I think where I, I kind of looked out with my cancer treatment was, um, the cancer, the type of, of cancer I had, they said is the rarest type they've ever found. Wow. Um, because of that, they don't know much, except nothing else kills it. So radiation, chemo, things like that won't do it. All they can do is keep kind of scooping out of me um, anything they find. Um, But, you know, hopefully (laughs) that, you know, now that there's a name for it and all that, um, as research is done, things will get better with, with how they'll be treating it. Uh, uh, but where where I did luck out, like I said is um so many people got involved. Um, Mayo and, and all sorts of different uh, doctors were just uh, and oncologists were so intrigued because they think my type of cancer has been um, misdiagnosed, uh, more so than not as uh, just, uh, you know, different melanomas that that aren't, that shouldn't kill you. And then suddenly that person dies and it's like, what, how did that person die when it was just, you know, uh, what should have been like a simple melanoma. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was probably this, this type of cancer.
1: And last cancer question. Then we'll get to your show. Um, in just a second <laughs> here, but, sure. uh, you know, you're, you're young, I'm young. Um, I know there's some 16 year olds that might argue with us, but we're young. So when, <laughs> when I start to see there's more and more people our age, or I'll just say under 50 getting cancer. Um, am I being sensitive to it as far as just, cause I I've had it and I'm noticing it more because I thought I'd noticed it a lot more before, uh, I, I was diagnosed like, Boy, it just certainly seems like there's more and more people these days under the age of 50 that are being diagnosed and getting it just out of the blue, like healthy people just all of a sudden. Have if, if, if you become aware of that? Am I just more really sensitive of it, or is that anything at all that you've even thought about?
4: I have. I I always thought I was very sensitive to it. Um, the doctors that I had uh, actually told me they thought the reason that I was still alive because I was maybe a week from it being everywhere Um, and there would have been nothing they could do was because of the diet that I had for years at that point, which was a ketogenic diet. Um, So I didn't have sugar in my system, so I wasn't feeding my cancer. So the cancer that was there was probably hadn't grown um, in a long time. That means, though, that I had this cancer since um, they thought I was about 16 and it was from a sunburn like a very very bad sunburn where i i i couldn't wear
1: clothes for and it was shannon kerfman professional musician to listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews visit the crude that's the the multimedia cafe is part of the crude life media network check us out on facebook and twitter youtubes even all of those social media links are available at the crudelife.com. that's the crudelife.com. if you go to our social media family The social media links, there are 350,000 followers we have with our social media network at thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review.
0: Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years innovative the cleanest most technologically advanced downstream project ever the model for future shale basin projects groundbreaking with construction resuming in early 2019 the Davis refinery Jason Spies the most trusted voice in the Bakken
2: I totally agree with you and the word that you brought into this is fact you tell the facts
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Coming up next, we talk with Kevin Black with Credence Energy Services.
5: Kevin Black with Credence Energy Services.
1: Perfect. All right. Thank you for joining us here today. we got Kevin Black with us, president of Credence Energy. You're still the president, aren't you, or did they move you to some other role? haven't bumped me yet. Okay, well, you know, a lot of times the president's the, you know, dishwasher and bottle cleaner, so. Um, <laughs> we so, kind of wear, we wear a lot of hats. So speaking of that, wearing a lot of hats, uh, you guys are expanding into Texas, and you're also hiring in the Bakken. That's got to be some really good news coming into 2019.
5: Yeah, we're really excited. 2019 has kicked off at a pretty fast pace, especially now that the weather has uh gotten out of the the negatives which is i'm sure everybody's happy about that but yeah we've expanded to the permian we're we're certainly thrilled to be down there but uh back home here in the bakken uh we're as busy as ever and we are we're looking to grow our team right now and so we're looking for some great candidates who are are interested in you know working hard and being a team player and um we're looking to bring those types of folks here on on the credence team
1: let's talk about your hires a little bit uh specifically do you know kind of what what you guys are looking for in terms of is it an office manager is it a field operator just talk to me a little bit about the duties responsibilities and you know just basically go ahead and say say, what what do they call that i have a resume what's a reverse resume a want ad there you go do a want ad for us
5: (laughs) you bet well we're looking for highly motivated uh men and women who, uh, who, if they have experience in the oil field, that's really great, uh, but it's not actually required. Um, specifically, though, this job is going to be, we're looking for delivery drivers and what we call treater truck drivers, very similar to um, uh, like a hot oil uh, driver position. Um, we're also looking for service technicians, and these All these roles are really field based roles. So uh, we're looking for individuals who enjoy working outside. Um, uh, People who are again, highly motivated. Um, We are we are willing to train people who are willing to learn. Um, And probably more important than any credential or degree is, is just a positive attitude and willing to be part of a team and contribute to a team. And those are the types of people we want at Credence.
1: Anytime I hear hot oil driver, I automatically think of uh, CDL licenses and special yes. things like that. Um, talk to me about these jobs and if any of these special requirements are needed. And if you guys are hiring of ones that don't, it sounds like you guys are willing to train. So it's, it's some flexibility, huh?
5: That's right. And thanks for that question, Jason. Um, these positions will require uh, a CDL Uh, We would prefer a class A, but um, there are positions that uh, a class C or B will work. Um, Again, if you don't have those credentials, we are willing to train and put you through those programs and help you get your CDL. Um, And you also have to be able to get your hazmat as well and uh, have a clean driving record. So clean driving record um, gets you the the CDL, um, and if you have it, that's even better already.
1: Are there any other positions you guys are hiring for right now, or is it just pretty much those ones that you're looking for?
5: Right now, we're mainly looking for the professional driving positions.
1: And how about down in the Permian? You mentioned expansion. Uh, are you guys just opening up an office down there? Are you already down there? Talk to me about the move.
5: Yeah, so we, uh, we have a facility in a yard down in Texas. Um, we have a team set up uh, down there, so... Uh we're really just uh, dipping our toe in the water, so to speak, but we anticipate things to get off to a quick start down there as
1: well. Well, for those folks in Texas that might not be familiar with you and perhaps are listening via the technological wave of the internet, or maybe they're driving up in the five state radio region that we have. but uh talk to us a little bit about your services, what you do, what kind of customers that you guys are looking for, Uh, give yourself a little bit of an introduction for those Texas folks who may not know you.
5: Yeah, you bet. So Credence is uh, an oil and gas production chemical company. Uh, The best way to think of what we do is we're like the doctors and the pharmacists of the oil field. Uh, We specialize in uh, mineral scale uh, remediation and prevention as well as corrosion prevention. Uh, those are really the two areas we focus in. And down in Texas specifically, we've we started up our mineral scale deposition uh, remediation program, otherwise known as acidizing. Uh, that's a fancy way of, of talking about acidizing services. So uh, that is what we're focusing on uh, right now in the Permian. Uh, but over time, we'll be transitioning into offering a, a full suite of production chemicals as well.
1: What's acidizing services?
5: So uh, wells over time uh, produce, well, they produce three things, oil, water, and gas. And over time, uh, the water, which is packed with minerals, those minerals have a tendency to precipitate out onto the pipe. Um, much like if you never were to clean your uh, drain on your shower, that white scum will build up over time. That, that's a scale deposit, essentially. The same thing will happen in an oil well to the point where the pipe will actually completely plug off and you won't be able to produce that pipe. Um, we've developed really a one-of-a-kind uh, pumping system that can go out to these wells and very safely and very efficiently um, pump down a, a blend of different products to actually dissolve that mineral scale and remove it from the pipe and return that well to production. I'll
1: tell you, some of the technology you guys are coming up with out in the field's amazing. Um, how many products are you guys slinging around over there? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, um, we have really an endless uh, number of, of chemistries, different chemistries that, that we sell. Um, yeah, the, the formulations, are, that's one advantage we have is that we can very quickly respond to the needs of our customers and adjust our formulations to the specific problems that we see in, the, in, in on a particular well. That's given us a huge advantage to be um, very solution-driven and, and, like I said, very responsive because in the oil field, time is money. And uh, that's, that's how we've built our whole business model around is, is make, providing high-quality and quick solutions to our customers.
1: I suppose that kind of – people forget that uh, a lot of this stuff has to be really specific to every you know square foot out there. It can change that quick.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um, while there's certain um, common themes across the oil field from a, from a chemical analysis perspective, each well is different, um, and each well can have its own set of challenges. Um, And it's really important to have um, essentially the
1: adaptability. And that was Kevin Black with Credence Energy Services. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank Shannon Kerfman, professional musician, for popping by today's program to talk a little bit about her journey in life and also... Kevin Black, for are stopping by to talk about their unprecedented growth in the Bakken and their expansion into West Texas, as well as their hiring that they have going on. Of course, thecrudelife.com if you'd like to access those interviews and other exclusive interviews as well. Uh, that's going to do it for today's program, folks. We'll be back next week at this radio station on this time. Wait, on this time, at this time on this radio station. Okay, and, you know, the other way, too. We'll be back next week. Also, if you're streaming us online, thank you very much. Also, if you're iTunesing us, meaning you're accessing us on the podcast, thank you very much as well. We appreciate it. There's a million places to get your content from a million different people. Thank you very much for choosing The Crude Life and The Multimedia Cafe. From the staff at The Multimedia Cafe, we can review. My name is Jason Spice, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice.
0: Getting drunk and singing redneck songs. I'll probably stay here, baby, all night long. Pour me a beer and a shot of time. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spees, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts.